0: Welcome to another episode of Motorhead
1: Monthly. Matt, how are you? I'm not bad. We're still obviously way into lockdown with things just starting to open up, but uh, we've managed to record an episode, surprisingly.
0: It's (laughs) been been a hard fucking lockdown, man. Uh, It's almost over. Thank God it's almost over, and then it'll be time for Christmas, so... We will we'll carry that, on.
1: Is that what they're doing? They're just planning it. Just keep it going long enough, and then open up the shops for Christmas. And yeah, then that's all they- totally
0: what they're doing. That's like the only motivation these motherfuckers have, isn't it? That's why the announced. Like, that's why the shops opened last week, and now the pubs are opening this week. You know. Are you going to the pub after this? Fuck no! <laughs> Christ, this is a whole different conversation. We need to talk yeah. about this episode of the Monthly Day yes. Monthly Podcast. And we're going to be listening to Leader of Down, Cascade into Chaos. Uh, It was a good conversation we had last month with Tim, wasn't it?
1: It was. He's a really cool, down to earth, down to earth guy. Um,
0: Yeah. Some good stories made everyone in the band seem like you know, cool, approachable dudes. Well, I'm glad to hear how Sound Wears All
1: was and how he still like had a love for the music up to the end. Bless him. Yeah, I love that. Um. That one anecdote he was saying about Wurzel saying, oh, I, I can drive the bus. And he was driving around the car. driving the bus. Wurzel's driving the bus. <laughs> driving the bus. <laughs> like pretending to pick people up <laughs> and then yeah. taking a too sharply and let me fall out of his book. Clean fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we're going to listen to the album and we're going to uh, talk about the album as we do. But let's start, as we often do, with the cover. The cover is pretty fucking rad,
1: isn't it? Yeah, I I like purple stuff anyway, so I love this cover. Let me just grab it. Uh,
0: as noted by your uh, Joker wedding suits for the for the people at home, uh cosplayed as the Joker. From
1: it wasn't cosplaying as the Joker. And it was. And his just wife a
0: was surprisingly.
1: <laughs> so this cover, brilliant. <laughs> it's um, cool.
0: Like the the dog face boy on the on the cover is awesome, man. I wonder if they got a name for him.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on. On it, there's eyes everywhere for some reason, which I'm not really too sure of. But but yeah, it's and it, it's one of those that like flows into the back as well, which is always appreciated. Like I'm I'm gonna have to have a look at it like properly because there's there's like notes with writing on that you can't quite read all of. So I'm gonna have to have a bit of a, more of a look at this to see what that's referring to. But but yeah, just a really cool. It's one of those where it it's meant to you see it on a shelf. And it looks—it's like I need Oops. to listen to this because it looks awesome. But there's. loads what, of stuff I appreciate there.
0: about it. I like how it's like it's painted. It's painted. think like you can see yes. the brush strokes and stuff.
1: It yeah, reminds wonder, me of
0: like classic albums like that.
1: I wonder where this um where this painting resides. But there's a few other like nice touches like the the dog face boy as you say like it's there's a cross in its eye, and then all of well a lot of the uh, O's on the track list that well say a lot of them, one of them on serial Killjoy, it carries on that motif. So the Owen Killjoy is the, the cross. And then Cascade into Chaos is the cross as well. But yeah really, really cool.
0: Cool cool. and I'll tell you like I'm not I'm not an LP guy. I like, am not a collector of things, but like the L- the leader of a down LP is pretty fucking cool. Like yeah. we've got we've got like the purple editions. It's like what what would you say like that that style is it's like a a weird, like crystal D kind of
1: thing, like marbled, I think they call it. Yeah,
0: marbled. It's, it's yeah, cool like to look at the disc itself, but then like the whole LP comes with like a little comic book kind of thing with some pictures in it
1: as well. There's a lot of thought gone into it. And it, it, for those who don't know, like go back and listen to the interview with Tim. But this album was put together, um, by Wurzel and Tim Atkinson, so they started recording this in around 2008. Um, they got quite a fair way through with recording sort of demos and bits of and bits of songs but unfortunately Wurzel passed away before this could be finished so Tim took it upon himself um to finish the album so he recruited the band who consists of Tim Atkinson on bass, Matt Baker on vocals, Alex Ward on guitar and Steve Clark on drums and obviously a lot of the guitar by Wurzel Um, but to to make this a complete package, it's got a lot of guest appearances from a lot of guitarists, vocalists, bass players associated with Mothead, And it's just a really fitting tribute to Wurzel and to, to motorhead as well. Like I, d- I don't want to say it's, it's just Mothead like and everything. It's very much its own thing, but it's so mm-hmm. cool to, to hear all of these musicians play on this for what a lot for a lot of them, it's the last time they will be recorded. Um, yeah. As I say, like this, I think this finally came out in 2018. So, 10 years to complete from start to finish. So it's a massive achievement to for Tim to have picked this up and finishing it off and making it as good as it is.
0: Well, let's pay tribute to that by listening to the album in its entirety, starting with track one, Paradise turned into dust. I, I read it like it was full stops. There's not full stops. Paradise turned into dust, track one. Got like the, 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 some of the Motörhead songs that we were listening to in the last episodes have that fucking annoying problem with just like that long outro that I really hate. X Move, but that had like the like the drums sped up at the end and then it just yeah. paradise turned into dust. Boom, done.
1: Great, Great. song, man. I would love that track. Like um, again, just to recap what we discussed last time this was one of the first songs written for the album in 2008 lemmy doesn't record this vocal until 2015 um a few weeks before before passed. so how much does some stick to it missin a jesus yeah, yeah cuz as well from what tim was saying like Wurzel was like right lemmy lemmy has to put vocals on that that'll sound so cool but cuz i was i was going to sort of say to tim like you've done a really good job of emulating lemmy's style and bringing this to him and he was like no no he he just wrote that like i don't know if it was on the day or just a few weeks beforehand but um but yeah so the lyrics didn't go on until 2015 so he must have had this lying around not knowing how it will eventually sound um and it it does turn out Really, really fucking good. Like there's some really cool lines from Lemmy in there, in there. It's
0: a good Lemmy song, And if Businessmen the real thieves, there is no end to greed, then all your time. You'll never find a human voice. You just get rolled up in the noise.
1: It's war war and businessmen. That's what it does. Yeah, like it's the you know, like we've talked about the the rhyme and couplets and there's there's just that motez all that Lemmy signature humour in there. Like politicians, good old boys sure make a lot of noise like 'cause that's all that's all he sees politicians are doing it's all talk and and no action and everything I just love that line
0: good steady groove to it as well like it's a it's a riff that stays with you, you know what i mean it's not like the most experimental or like loud or dangerous riff it's just a nice steady subconscious one, you know does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it's, it chugs along, doesn't it? And another thing I really like about it is even though it's got Lemmy and Wurzel on it, like, I know Lemmy plays bass on here as well because there's two, there's two bass tracks going with with Tim and Lemmy. It doesn't... You wouldn't necessarily put it on a Moathead album. It's very much still its own thing. Like, obviously, it's got that sound to it, but it's its own thing at the at the same time, I find. Um, but, yeah, it's... Just as like a, a piece of a history where a lot of people probably not realise that this is one of the last things recorded by Lemmy. And that this thing actually exists. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who come across this and go like, shit, I never knew this. <laughs> this was a thing before now. But yeah, the uh. solid, solid opening track. I mean, it's it does sum up the spirit of this. It's not my favourite track on the album. I think it sums up the spirit of it where it's all these elements coming together to to finally complete this this final batch of recordings like i i love it i think it's a great track
0: shall we move on to track number two yes so title track cascade into chaos (laughs) You must have appreciated that bass breakdown
1: lead in there, Matt. It's a, it's another great song. Like it, it's he's got a, Tim's got a really nice bass sounds. It's it's a really you can fall into the trap with bass sometimes, where you have a really full bottom, as it were. But then it becomes sort of distorted and you can't really differentiate too well between sure. the notes. But that's that's got the best of both, and it? it's just a really. A really groove, deep sounding, deep sounding bass on there. Um, there's a lot of elements to this track, um, but yeah, the the bass break is particularly cool. Those guitar solos are amazing as well. Like, I don't think it puts me in mind of more of like
0: a an eighties metal kind of sound.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it's Matt's vocals as well. Like I, I mean, I think this is one of the first things he's put out. Um, you know, in terms of like a A studio album as such maybe not like as a as a demo but like he's a really accomplished vocalist and you could it's one of those he's got that 80s metal vocal sound down but the music is not necessarily like hair metal and everything which is one of the things i really like so it's again it's sort of the best of both where you've got really sort of clean sound and vocals but it's not all uh like chicks and coke and hookers <laughs> and all this, like which is one of the reasons I hate air metal. Um, but yeah, it's so again, so many elements to that. It's like you can see why the the album's named after this, like it, it's a track that hits you in the face, and like it really does step things up after, as you say, like it's a slow, sort of chugging, rumbling number opening with Paradise turned into dust, and then this like proper cranks it up again. Um, I know, I think this is named after. Something that um Tim and all used to say about their songs always used to they used to cascade just into utter chaos, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> <laughs> they just almost break down into just just nonsense and rambling and everything, but, but yeah, it's think...
0: you break you down, take you, break you, turn you round. So it's it's luring you in with something and then it's just saying, Here comes the crazy.
1: They get it's some some of Weasel as a a person from what we've heard, is just sure. really sort of chaotic and a all almost for um But yeah, I like, for me this is the best track on the album. Like this is this is one of the ones where I think I'd listen to it and it's like right, jump, try, go back, listen again, listen again, listen again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, amazing. But all the amazing. right elements oh, on it. It's
0: got that. It's got that catchy chorus. It's got the the verse that's not too long. Got the solo. Yeah,
1: it really builds Alex. up to the to the um, to the chorus and then it really hits you in the face with the, the cascading. Um but yeah the drumming's amazing on it as well. Like Steve Clark plays in, in Fastway for a bit, which is something we'll come on to with another guest appearance later on. Um, but yeah, this is this is pretty much like the core of the band with I think there is a guest guitarist on on this track, but in terms of like just sort of the high profile guest because i think it's totally wrong who plays on this mm-hmm. so not associate with moathead because a lot of people just be interested in the moathead associations but in terms of like this being a track that showcases the band it's like this is this is what you play people this is what this band's about
0: well track number three is personal favorite of mine people say i'm crazy Oh man, that is a, that is an A-class banger. I'll tell you all the things I like about that match. I like so many things. It's it's a classic thrashy number. That's a mosh that's a mosh song that I can get out and I can do some damage to. That. It's it's that fucking great pace of the lyrics, which is hard to do well, but it's managed perfectly there. It's not trying to be too intellectual. It's fucking so approachable, and, and the, just this subject as well, this is where I start waxing philosophy, so stay with me here people say I'm crazy, like that's the kind of thing that brings us to like the metal rock and roll punk genre is just that weird skewed view on things that we have as metalheads, punk rockers, rock and rollers, whatever we are and it's just, it's fucking, it's something it up there <laughs> it is, it's, it's an it anthem. a it's good album. anthem song yeah, yeah. I, I love the pace, and I love the guitar, and I love the drums, yes.
1: I'm sure if we get to talk about this song again, because those of you who regular this and won't have heard us talk about this before, because yeah. we lost yeah. the episode. <laughs> we, we lost we two
0: episodes before lockdown started. Home. Yeah. What can you do? But anyway.
1: Anyway, we talked about Wurzel's EP that he released, after joining Moes called Bess, which we found out was the name of his grandmother, which is what he named one of his guitars. <laughs> um, and People Say I'm Crazy is on that EP with Wurzel doing pretty much everything, vocals and all. So this is a reworked version for this album. And I'm so chuffed sure they put this on here. It's, as you say, you've summed it up before. We've talked about it a lot before, although no one's heard it. Um, but it's it's just an amazing track. It's got it's got Wurzel's like sense of humour as well. What is it? Take your telephone and smash it all the bits. <laughs> like even as yeah, you yeah. say like it's just so quick-paced in the delivery of those vocals. Um, but again, like Cascading is a Chaos, where you've got fast-paced delivery of the verse and then just a really catchy chorus. People say I'm crazy, but then people always do. Like, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what can <laughs> you do? <laughs>
0: It's so, you, know, you keep mentioning how like the sense of humor is encaptured in it, and it really is. Like, you can you can say Motorhead does have a sense of humor, but it's something you've got to really like sit down and listen to because there's so much other war and death and stuff in there. But this album leans much more to what I I appreciate about rock and roll is that you can also just take the piss out of stuff with it.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more lighthearted than like light-hearted, Motorhead, yeah. which was yeah, because Motorhead's humor was quite like dark and cynical. Mm-hmm. Which is great
0: when you're an angry teenager, but when you're fucking 30 years old, you just you just want to have a laugh and enjoy the good parts of life, not focus on the terrible shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed this is on here, I and mean, I'm equally chuffed that after speaking to Tim, he said Midnight in London, which is the other song off best where Wurzel does vocals, is going to be on or should be on the new record whenever that may come out. So Wasn't
0: Midnight like in London on um, Eat the Rich the movie as well? I is think it might one? be,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is on there. Um, yeah, I think I think all of Bess is on that film at some point. But, <laughs> but, yeah, again, like, another banger, like, with the free track that opened this album, it's, it really comes you know, crashing out the gates. There's no sort of slowdown and, and no let up. It's, you know, it, it, it doesn't pull like a taste of what's to come. Yeah, yeah so cool. next is is it serial killjoy next yep i've got the track listing right in front of me and the playlist they've got is probably all in the wrong order so should you throw that on serial killjoy That one. Another banger. Another banger. Another banger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get, it slows the pace down a bit until they get to that blistering solo, which is just all over the place. But it, it's another. It's a slower groove, but it's a it's a it's a jumpy up and down song, isn't it? what I find it Make
0: it here for a good live song, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's something to get people like down the front, even. But like again, we've we've talked about it. There's the humour in there again. Again, more like light, more like What is it? Trout and Pound doesn't cover the wrinkles, or is it? Yeah, doesn't cover the lines, babe. scaven, But, yeah, we've got oh, Bruce Foxton from the Jam <laughs> playing bass on here as well. So I, an odd choice I'll... to get on there, but are
0: the are the Jam like an alternative, like? Post-punk band or something. I I I have no idea who the Jam are, and I feel, I feel like I should. Yeah, I, I like, know
1: they're not a like metal the, band. All that, like punks and mods, like that sort of oh, thing, like right. mod revival, and everything. So um, yeah, I'm I'm not a massive fan of the Jam. Like I think I've got more Strangle's EPs and, and LPs and and such, but alright, I respect what they've done and everything. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no choice to be on here, but. You can't fault the playing. It works. Yeah. I like it.
0: Yeah. It's just the song does remind me of those uh, those Motorhead songs on the album that's just like, you know, something, something, babe, something, something, darling, you know. It's what it is. It's it's not it's not my takeaway favourite, is all I'm saying.
1: I get what you mean. Like, there are, it's mainly on the chorus. There's a lot of repeated lines, but I think it works just for, for the way the riff goes, because that's quite, that's quite chuggy and repetitive and sort of almost going round and rounds and rounds. which sort of the vocals match it, I find. I think that's just personal preference. Yeah. Another, another solid track, as you say, it might be just to sort of pad the album out, but I think you it
0: You I... need something that slows down the pace for side A, really, don't you? Because you can't put everything on the first side.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Speaking of the first side, the only other side, the only other song on that side now is uh, Children of Disease. Is that the, the the bluesy one? Let's let's listen to that. See if it's the one I'm thinking it is. Of Are disease. we the children of disease, Matt? Are we the results just... of the corrupt system that's been set in place by the rich bastard politicians to make them richer and us poorer, yet we also play our own roles in this system where we step on broken men just to watch them lead? Yeah. I would argue yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's quite powerful. I don't think I'd sat down and read the lyrics full until doing this. I'd like I'd heard the song like dozens of times, but... But yeah, it really makes you sort of question things like are we the product of this system where we would step over anyone um, just for a laugh, <laughs> really, it's, from the sound It's,
0: the, it. uh, it's the ballad. It's the, well, it's like on the motorhead ballads where they do like just because you've got, you got the power and that kind of thing, like the slow think about it number. Yeah, it's it, it really does feel like that. It's the longest track on the album at 4.15, but it's also like the shortest in terms of lyrics. It's like... Uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and that's it. Or then yeah. chorus at the end again.
1: It's, um, I think part of that is there's a few guests on here. So, one really interesting thing is Phil Campbell. This is the only track he plays on. Um, and he plays the second half of the guitar solo. So, the way they used to play solos off one another, off one of another when they were in motorhead where one of them would start and the other one would finish and they'd have this like seamless transition that's replicated here. And obviously this is, this is unfortunately after has passed, when Phil's got involved with this, but just a really cool nod to those days to Joe fed like people who know (laughs) that's what they used to do. Um, But yeah, really cool thing. And it's one of those as well, like with their recordings and motorhead together, you really have to, you really have to listen to where the guitar sound changes slightly because it is almost like a seamless transition in. Um, mm, and it's funny because the, the
0: transition is seamless, but then when you like, then when you listen, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Phil playing there."
1: Yeah, I know. If you record digitally, it's really easy to do because one of one of my bands, uh, like I've I've been in a few where. We've had a few different guitarists with different philosophies. Like we had one guy who would meticulously plan his solos before recording. He wanted it no perfect. He wanted to know exactly where he wanted the solo to go and how he wanted it to sound. We had another guy who he'd just see how it went on the day. Like he'd play, you know, sometimes three, four, five different versions of a Mm -hmm. solo. And then our engineer would say, Well, I like the start of that. Like the start of the first take, then I liked the middle of the fifth take, and then I really liked that bit in the fourth take where you did that, and then I really liked the end of the third take. So we just chopped them all together. (laughs) It it sounds like when you yeah when you come back to play it, it's obviously a a different a different question doing it, but they were able to do it so seamlessly on an analogue recording, which is amazing, obviously this is digital, but it's it's just a testament to the way they, they played off each other, which I don't think's really you don't appreciate it as much on record because you can't see it happening. You your ears sort of just you know that just moves just... over the gaps. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah no another like really cool song like the ballad going into to the end of the sides. And um even though it's a different vocalists because this is this is one of the worries with albums like this if you've got a lot of different vocalists and like some of these tribute albums are amazing from what you've heard where it's like different bands doing different things or different tracks but they can become a bit disjointed because of the differences in the way each track sounds with the Ukraine from Ugly Kid Joe plays on uh, does vocals on this but I think it really fits in with Matt Baker's vocals for the re- or for most of the rest of the album, like it's it's not seamless, but it's like a smooth transition in, and it really fits together. There's a real worry that it stick out like a sore thumb, but it it doesn't. Um, and yeah, his, his delivery is amazing because there are some some quite uh, quite long notes, and um, you'll be able to talk more about vocals, but sort of holding notes. <laughs> And everything, but yeah, just just really cool. Like recording that, I don't think I appreciated it until like I sat down and and looked at all the elements that you know make up this song. Like it, it's good just listen, to listen to, just, like just once. But when you sort of peel it back and have a look at the different elements, you really start to appreciate it that that bit more. It's
0: probably it's probably the song on this side at least. It's got the most going on in it, isn't it? There's like a lot yeah. of working cogs in that. And you know the vocals yeah. put me in mind of something like Ozzy Osbourne esque. Did you get that feeling?
1: Yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously. I like never
0: really listened to it. much Ugly Kid Joe apart from the singles, to be honest. But yeah,
1: that's all i really is. But um, but yeah, it's solid, yeah. solid side. My opinion. Good side. Like, yeah, there's there's no let up, just solid all the way through.
0: Yeah, a bit of everything on there, let you know what you're getting in for. Then you flip the disc. So let's flip the disc and go to side two. People listening at home, turn your purple vinyl over. And then we go to Snakebite, side B, track one. Not to be confused with Snakebite, love. We'll get to
1: that. I don't remember
0: what episode of the Motorhead Monthly Podcast it was, but you can listen to them all back on tophatsandcanes.com or iTunes if you still use iTunes. We did talk about Fast Eddie Clark singing at some point, didn't we?
1: I think it's on the Bomber episodes, because isn't he on... I can't think of what track it is. He's on like the seventh track. (laughs)
0: yeah the The consensus was like he demanded to be put on a on a on a on a, on a song on an album and then he said, Yeah, just shut up and do it and the results were to say the least he as as we said in that episode the Fast Eddie's vocal style is his own style you know it's it's not good nor bad
1: <laughs> i mean this is this is thirty six years after the fact. <laughs> yeah (laughs) he's he's recorded that song on bomber he's he's done like nothing no because he hasn't he's done things since but i i get what you're saying but yeah this is um it's a rare vocal appearance from uh uh, fast eddie as well as all the guitars as well um weasel doesn't play on this is one of the two tracks that weasel's not on um so this is all fast eddie with uh with the guitars and vocals um, so, Matt, weirdly, this
0: song was this song taken from one of Fast Eddie's solo projects or from one of his bands?
1: Yeah, so it's not from Fastway. It's from Fast Eddie's solo album. It ain't over till it's over. So that was released in '94. Okay. Uh, not that it's a bizarre choice because it, it fits in with the style mm-hmm. of the rest of the album, but it just seems like really weird where it's. Should we put? You know, we've got Fast Eddie. What do we want him to do? And it's like, do we want us to rework like a Motorhead song or like a Fastway song? And it's like, no. I'll tell you what I can do. <laughs> 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 these, these songs on this obscure solo album. <laughs> I guess he's ago. like, well,
0: I've written this song that not a lot of people have heard, so I'm going to put it on this. <laughs> I, it I still it. does have the sound of like the early '90s Motorhead stuff to it as well. Like you know, like when you're on the Sony labels, it do, it does sound like that. Like that. That clean guitar kind of thing,
1: yeah. Because fast, anyway.
0: how the guitar like whatever you'd call that. Yeah.
1: This is like twelve years after he's left. It's still got his style there, but I get what you mean. Where he has evolved and, and updated it to that early '90s metal metal sounds. But I I think it's a solid it's a solid track. Like it's it's as good a choice as any. I don't know if a fast way song would have fit too well. It, it might have done. Um, maybe if if Matt Baker had I'd reworked the vocals into that I can see some, some Fast way songs working that way, but it's solid, like Snakebite. Again, like, I don't, I've just sort of noticed this, because obviously Snakebite is Strongbow and, and Blackcurrence. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's more just a coincidence where, rather than Fast Eddie coming in with, yeah, that's purple. I've got a song that's about...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not about Cider and Black, is it? It's about sort of sinking his
0: fangs into someone and having them <laughs> oh <Of> fucking <laughs> coarse in his mat, All for fucking course <laughs> it is It's a 90's metal song it, it's about uh, it's about women and and lizards <laughs> <laughs> snake bite love all over again isn't it yeah, it's a host, love me, like, love me like a reptile was another yes. good conversation we had <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, something nice. about women sure. and snakes that, that somehow makes sense to metal heads that I don't understand, but fair play to his lads.
1: Like we wrote, um, we wrote uh, "Love Me Like a Reptile." and I don't think the full themes and possibilities of that song have been fully explored. <laughs> <a> possibilities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so the rich dichotomy of the "Love Me Like a Reptile." Who is the reptile? Are we all not the reptile in some way? <laughs> Yeah, good, good little song. Uh, I do miss hearing Fast Eddie's guitar playing, so it was it was good of them to bring him into the fold for this.
1: Yeah, and again, like this is I don't know if it's the last recording from Fast Eddie, but obviously he's no longer with us, and that was shortly after um, his contribution to this. So it is really cool to sort of just hear one last recording. It's not like he's faded into into the into the background we've actually got fast eddie recordings on on this record and you know snake bites a solid song as well i know we joke about it but it, it is it is a solid cool song and it's a it's a good one it's
0: a yeah. i do like what he does with guitar and that is it is great yeah yeah so that would mean the next track is the confusingly titled punch and Jordy. punch and Jordi. punch and Jordy, not punch a Jody or maybe that's going to be on the next album.
1: One, it, Matt? it is, but I have more of an appreciation of it after speaking to Tim and him yeah. explaining uh, that this song's basically just full of in-jokes between him and Wes. <laughs> so it's, like, it's how, pretty, like, how it makes sense. Yeah, but like... But it, it doesn't make when sense. It doesn't, yeah, it
0: still doesn't make sense, it. even though we know why it's meant to make sense. But the parts of it that don't make sense are the bits that intrigue me the most. Like the opening verse there, like when the curtain comes down, let the party begin. I've seen all your films, even the ones you're not in. That's fucking great. (laughs) That's that's one of those things that says a lot without really meaning anything. It's really peculiar. You could argue that it's like a commentary on like the normality of people, like how people are so interchangeable, which again comes through in the second verse when talking about like office life and the colours are all still grey but then it goes to Punch and Geordie and like what the fuck are you talking about who's Punch and Geordie was, I, I, I keep I, thinking I, about puppets whenever he says that
1: Yeah, I, I don't know where it's from but it was some people that were as you who I assume were just some Geordies but <laughs> I don't know, if, I can't remember if Tim said it if, if he'd actually met these people or not so it's probably out there. There's probably a Punch and Georgie out there
0: somewhere. <laughs> There's a <laughs> two we blokes called Punch and Georgie, some saying, "Yeah, that yeah, song's we, about me."
1: We may never and find Tim, out their identities. Well,
0: Tim also said that uh, "Stand There, That Man" was a a line that Weasel used to say a lot.
1: Stand still there, that man. <laughs> He's <laughs> starting to sway. Assume that's because. Like I assume that comes from just looking at drunk people at the bar. Like, all right, it's time for him to go home, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's a, it's an interesting song. I you know I did say a, it's just the the chorus just throws me from really calling it one of my favorites on the album. Like the verses are incredible.
1: The crooner Deville with the terrible shoes. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's just it's it's that silly, stupid humor. As we say, it's like it's more lighthearted on this than than lemmy is with like his dark and cynical sense of humor but it is it is just a bizarre song but even after it's one speaking, of those
0: first drafts that actually worked which is very rare to do with like metropolis like Lemmy said, he just sat down and wrote that which is like you think that's weird because it's like one of the greatest songs of the cut of the catalogue but then when you look at the lyrics it's just like Pretty fucking basic, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with writing. There's nothing wrong with writing a good basic rock and roll song in the in the lyrics, and then that's what well, that song there proves.
1: We've kind of got a better understanding of, of where the lines of the lyrics come from. Yeah, I feel so where the inspiration is.
0: Raises,
1: <laughs> yeah, it sometimes it raises more questions. Than <laughs> you know the answer to it, but I think it's. Just let it, just let it lie, just let it be. <laughs> it sounds
0: cool. <laughs> not worth, uh, it's not worth analysing everything, is it? No. Right. So the the second track, well, the next track there would be, feel good. Which, if you're reading along with the lyrics on the back of the LP like I am, means you have to turn your LP to the side, because it's written all angly. It's written all angly, Matt. It's all directionally. Feel good. Well, the message of the song, as far as I can decipher Matt, is that someone is there to make you feel good. <laughs> He's not a doctor of making people feel good. He's just a guy who's, out oh, the goodness of his heart, just showed up from, uh, the, from the mariatra, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from the spaceship. Do you know what? The, when we were talking to Tim, he said, like, outside like metal influences, he said, like, uh, Rush. That's a Getty Lee song, that is, and Rush made... Good nonsense songs, but they made like highbrow nonsense. This is just like more of my speed of nonsense. Just like yeah, baby, yeah stuff. There Charlie, is, there is a Charlie Sheen dressed up as Carol Decker.
1: I also like the. Um, in my mind was Rudolph Hess looking like my mother's mother. Yeah, he says. <laughs> like, like my what? mother's mother. Yeah.
0: As, so, as, as a, a crafter of songwriting, I do appreciate that line, looking like my mother's mother, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, there's a great integrity like to like that. His,
1: there's Charlie Sheen looking like Carol Decker, who resembles Rudolph Hess, who in turn resembles his maternal grandmother, is what I'm getting off that for.
0: But musically, like I like how it, like the pace quickens up when it gets to the chorus there. It keeps yeah. you like, on your toes. Could quick fun clean I mean, is that the fast the quickest on the album quickest the like, shortest that's yeah that's the shortest song on the album at two fifty eight as well
1: yeah but it it comes in and does does what it sets out to do and then goes <laughs> and then <making> the <laughs> exactly um, yeah yeah another in- an interesting tidbit about um, Rudolf Hess in there is when Wurzel was doing his is it a duty for his country. Uh, was one of the guards of Rudolph Hess <laughs> for a time. Bizarre, just bizarre. Like, there's there's a whole other episode. Of, <laughs> whole other episode of uh,
0: the Mohead Monthly Podcast talking about Weasel's past, isn't there?
1: But yeah, and another guest appearance on this. I think it's Cliff Evans from Tank. Is it plays the guitar solo on this? I think why?
0: Right.
1: I've got bits everywhere. I think the only one we haven't mentioned is Lee Richards from Godsmack. He um, does backing vocals on children's disease. So sorry for not mentioning it there. But... Sorry, Lee. Yeah. Uh, there's so many guest spots to name on this, but I think we've covered them all there. But yeah, just it's just that imagery it conjures up. Like, it is an art to conjure up these images in so few words. Yeah. I mean, there's a At reason why was... there were so many of these songs in
0: the 80s, because people like them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I out to find myself a ride diving in the Mariana area. So the Mariana Trench is, is that the deepest trench in, I think it's in the Atlantic. It's like the deepest ocean the trench.
0: That's next door to where Ackerman lives, yeah. That's where his enemy, the <sighs> Trench, live.
1: Neptune pulls up by my side, said, you would you'd like to meet my daughter, yeah. So <laughs> deep in this Mariana Trench and Poseidon, Neptune, the gods of the sea, um... They're both the same ones, Greek and ones Roman. and Poseidon is, but yeah, it's just being able to pick apart this, like from you know, a, a few dozen words, and to conjure up these fantastical images, like it's it's an art form. True,
0: true, true. It's, uh, it's all those last two songs have been such good, clean fun. It makes me nervous about the next track, the Killing Grain. <laughs> and then laugh
1: at the devil (laughs) it's like
0: we've been listening to Steel Panther and then on the next track it's just Slayer anyway
1: killing the rain yes killing the rain
0: Something that should
1: have been on a uh, Gazpatron or something like that, not it? it? Or does, a March of Death. I never thought of it like that. You don't hear people talk about the dangers of acid rain.
0: You it's don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a real thing, man.
1: I don't think it's necessarily about acid rain, but like it it does conjure up some images and lyrics. Um, Unfortunately, I feel that this... I'm not saying the song lets the album down in any, in any shape or form, but... From my reading, I think it's the last or one of the last tracks that all put down for this. And to me, it kind of feels, especially in the opening and the verses, that the drums are just kind of keeping time rather than sort of coming part of the song. So it, it kind of feels a bit incomplete to me. That's, that's like my thoughts on it. I, it's... A rare dip in quality for this album. I still think it, it's a great track, and it's a phenomenal achievement to put it together. But it this just isn't my isn't one of my favourites on the album.
0: Yeah, they can't all be number one, can they? Someone's got to come in last place, I suppose. I like the uh, the double up of the vocals there on the the chorus. Simple. It does, does put me
1: in mind of some of the uh, the more gothy mowerhead stuff. Yeah, there's some there's some really cool lines in the um in the vocals. Like now your mouth is open wide and letting out a scream inside of the machine. You won't believe what you've seen. It's yeah. It remind like you were telling me about what that video game you had was. It was I have no mouth, yet I must scream. Oh yeah. Like the... it, it reminds me of yeah. It reminds me of like biomechanical like horror type things. It's some rare again, like doing a lot in just one or two lines of vocal there. Um, so, but you're right. It is this this classic Moathead, like dystopian future. Like everything's just barren. Rain's come and just destroyed everything, and machines are now almost. or die stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Real downer. Like I was saying. <laughs>
1: It is, um, say, it's just, it's not my favourite song in the album, but I can see why it was included, because, say, from the looks of it, it was one of the the last recordings there. Um, I'm glad
0: they put it on, because it is good to have a mix of all things together. Again, this album's taught us anything, it's that, like, a blend of styles and performances is good for the final product.
1: Yeah, like, one of the things I, I do like about this as well, it's because of songs like this, and I think it's Children's Disease, they could have gone back and polished bits and just made it sound perfect, but then you would have lost a bit of what was on the original recordings. Like, just as an example, in The Killing Rain, you can hear the sound of the plectrum hitting the string, hitting the strings. It's like a really high-pitched squeak, and you can hear mm-hmm. it sort of on, on each run through. But if you go back and fix that, you're sort of removing a lot of the original recording. So I can see why, again, I can see why it's on there. It's just not my favourite, but it, it really sort of has, it brings the spirit of what this record's all about to to the final product and say, um, it's great that they've kept it on there, like you say, because it, it preserves something which you would have otherwise lost if you'd have gone back and said, you know what, that's not, that could be better. Go and re-record that or that's not quite perfect. Just cut that out or tweak that.
0: I mean, especially if you've been trying to make this album for 10 years, you were like, nah, that's just fucking That'll do. (laughs) So, the last track of the album, Laugh at the Devil. the
1: Devil. comes out the gate, it's a proper banger to finish on, like.
0: It's quite so peculiar that it just faded out, but... So this is uh, Lemmy's vocals and Fast Eddie on all guitars, yeah?
1: Yep, so originally this again appeared on It Ain't Over Till It's Over that Eddie recorded in 94.
0: Okay. So it's a a Kill Mr. Clark songwriting credit as well, so there was a Kill Mr. Song on his... on Fast Eddie's solo album?
1: Yep. Yep, let me just vocals weird. on that as well. Yeah, really. It's it's a cool, so like i like it. This this is the thing because I think I'd, I downloaded it. It ain't, it ain't over till it's over. A few months before I was given this record, and like mm. when it came on, I was like, hold on, I've heard this before. Where have I heard this before? <laughs> sort of going scrambling around to try and find it, but yeah, it's on um, it's on that solo album again from '94. So this is another song that
0: yeah.
1: Eddie brought to the table. Um, interestingly the guitars are re-recorded okay. because I know you, you mentioned like is this, is this one final recording of Lemmy and Eddie together unfortunately it isn't um, oh. from my listening of this uh, to the original as well like if you, if you play it back to back with Paradise Turned Into Dust it, it's obvious that Paradise Turned Into Dust is Lemmy 2015 yeah you know, so sort of coming coming to the end of his life and then if you listen to this it's complete you know it's it's like it was 20 years previous and that's exactly what it is it's yeah. the master tape from it ain't over till it's over so they've taken that original vocal re-recorded everything else to time and then put that vocal back on top so it's, it, it's amazing a cool, yeah yeah cuz okay, we can talk about the Because, I mean, I mentioned the genesis of this album to Tim where you've got, you know, you've you've got bits being recorded in 2008 and then having vocals put on in 2015, but you can go back even further where you've got songs written in 94 with vocals put on in 94. Or if you want to go back even further, you've got a song written in 87 which ends up on this.
0: It's such a bizarre motorhead time capsule for a, a different band's album, isn't it? It is. It is. It's... That's why it's, we're talking about it. Any
1: any Motorhead fan should dig this out and we're not saying you should get it because it's Mothead-esque. It's just an interesting bit of history that's got a lot of Motorhead members playing on it. It's very much its own thing and I would never call it, you know, trying to emulate Motorhead. It's very much its own thing, but it is really worth checking out. But there's the vocals were or the, the lyrics are Typical, let I me mean, like it. Really reminds me of. Oh, it. Yeah. I don't know if he thought he could get away with it because, um, because it wasn't because going on it wasn't it. But <laughs> yeah, because you've got you've got lines here. It's like you better listen to the movie, Dead voices speaking through movie, The victim always screaming all the way to hell. Which it's delivered in the same way that in another time is from. Oh like, shit! Another, it is, yeah. It is. <laughs>
0: Uh another time yeah, back,
1: black and gold in and over time. Uh, like yeah. it's it's the same delivery and I think he he's got away with it because it's it's on two different records. Like if they were on the same album you'd be like, hold on, that's, that's cheating a bit using the same uh, vocal melody for it so, but it works it works. And like in another time's a great song. Is that on Sacrifice or is that on uh bass bass, 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 bass. Bass. Oh so I'm gonna have to find out now. It's Sacrifice. But yeah, just because it reminds me of that as well, The Laugh of the Devil is is a proper banging song. It really reminds me of um, Die, You Bastard as well <laughs> from the
0: end
1: of A <laughs> Perfect Day. But it's it's one of those, just just throw everything at it, straight out the gates, come banging and then don't, sure. don't stop until until the end. But yeah, yeah cool All the song. The aspects a
0: of a classic Motorhead song in there.
1: Yeah. I would have liked this to have been earlier and then maybe finish with a Wurzel song or a leader of down song rather than sort of just putting yeah, this there. But that's a really minor um complaint because it, it is a banger and out of like all the songs on the album it is it is a closer um to an album. Um, yeah. So as a whole, what are you thoughts?
0: I liked a lot more of the first uh, the A side. All all my favourites seem to be on the A side. Uh, the B sides, I would say my my favourite songs are like the Wersel stuff. You know, like Feel Good. People say I'm crazy.
1: Yeah, Cascade into Chaos and Serial Killjoy for me as well. Off that first side bar, the ones you've already mentioned.
0: I think Children um, of Disease is like a like a surprise winner as well. Like I'd say that's yeah. one of my takeaway favorites. It's just when I feel, when am I going to feel in the in the mood to listen to a Dana song? Where I'm always up to, I'm always up for listening to something like people say I'm crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's a banger. It's. I like yeah, how, as
0: well as spanning endeavor. the 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 Motorhead timeline, you've also spanned like a genre timeline as well. If it, it yeah. sounds like all the best part of all the things I like put into one album.
1: Yeah, and uh, it it treads a fine line between, because it's really easy to do something like that and for it to sound really disjointed, but sure. totally avoided that pitfall. Um, it all sounds like it, it should be on. It all sounds like it's part of the same record and not a compilation, which is why I thought it was in danger of it,
0: if he didn't, if Tim didn't put as much hard work into it as he did, that could have happened. But like for the ten plus years that he spent working on it, he's created his own thing there.
1: That... I know, I know, he was instrumental in, in doing this, but obviously, there's a lot of other musicians who play on this who deserve mm-hmm. credit because it's, you know, it's, it's greater than some of its parts. But testament to Tim for you know, seeing this through this monumental task, which must have seemed never-ending <laughs> at times.
0: So what would you say your favourite track was again?
1: Oh, it's probably Cascade into Chaos. Just mm-hmm. It really sort of sums up, but in close close to that, uh, like you say, um, like Feel Good, Punching Jersey, People Say I'm Crazy, Paradise Turned Into Dust. I mean, it is one of the best songs on the album. It's hard to argue against it. There's not a lot that lets it down. Let's say the only thing which, for me, which takes away a bit from the final product are... The Kill and Rain and Snake Bite and The Kill and Rain just because it's not quite as polished as some of the other songs and just Snake Bite because it's just kind of Eddie's song. I mean I think Laugh at the Devil works, but I still think they're great recordings. It's just yeah. they're not really my takeaways from this album because to me that's not Snake not what this album's about. Um still a good enough song yeah. though.
0: I like Snake Bite.
1: Yeah, it's a gr- it's a great song. Like I'm, I'm not taking that away from it at all. And as we've discussed, like the, the, you know, you can always reach into into that into that barrel and pull out gold from the reptiles and and love yeah. um, <laughs> Fast but cars, yeah,
0: loose women, and reptiles.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's just because it's not sort of really to do with with Wurzel is is what I'm trying to get at. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why I. Would having it as a takeaway from this album. But yeah, I think any, any fan of Motorhead should check it out, not because, again, because it's got Motheads artists on there. It's an interesting piece of history, and there's a lot of things on there you will like. It's not a Mothead album at all by any sense of, or by any stretch of the imagination, but there is a lot in there that people will like.
0: And again, I'm not a vinyl guy. I just like listen to my music on the go, but I'd say get the vinyl. Good yeah. looking piece of kit, a lot of stuff in
1: yeah. there. And um, say, hopefully, we get new music from of down later this year. Hopefully, if, and some um,
0: tours. Fucking hell, man! I miss music. Play fucking, I miss music. I miss seeing music live.
1: Wouldn't it be a novelty fair for music to be played like in front of people?
0: Oh, I don't care. I'll put my mask on. <laughs> I'll
1: stand. I'll stand. I'll be gladly
0: stand distance from people. I'll be like, hey, fucking, stay ten feet away. I wanna
1: see like mosh pits in where everyone's in
0: <laughs> hazmat suits. In PPE. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the future, where we're, we're gonna get back to recording properly now that well hopefully I like, have been dealing with some health issues. Hopefully we're gonna deal with those issues and start with recording monthly. And it's love me like a reptile is next,
1: isn't it? Snake
0: bite Snake love. Snake bite love, it? sorry. See, I've got lizards I've got lizard sex in my head now, you know. <laughs> Nothing different than usual. where we're so next month, Snakebite Love.
1: Yeah, we should get around to that. It's been a while yeah. since we've looked at them, or it feels like it. it yeah, certainly it feels is. like it. it's been a long time.
0: <laughs> but like we said, the old episodes are still available, tophatsandcanes.com. If you are on tophatsandcanes.com, why not check out my four-episode neo-noir sci-fi detective series, John Catch, doing dicks numbers. It's also available on uh, Spotify. You kids use that, and by the time this comes out, there should also be a a theatre company are producing one of my plays for an audio play. They are yes, it's called it's called Laugh Track. It is a psychological uh, psychological sitcom spoof horror, and that will be available on just out there theatre on Instagram and on YouTube. So check that out. It's going to be fucking weird. Really. And we'll see you next time on the only Motorhead podcast, the monthly Motorhead podcast, motorheadmonthly.com. 100 years, Motorhead Monthly. Motorhead Monthly
1: Adventures.